All right, good afternoon. I'm Alan Waddell. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Holmes. We're live here at K Street Seafood Station here in Hammond. Thank you so much for joining us as Southeastern. Off to a fantastic start here in 2023. Hit a little bit of adversity this weekend as they went to Jacksonville, dropped two out of three against the Dolphins over there on the road. Uh, really a gunt rich and loss yesterday as uh, uh, Jacksonville hit a walk-off home run to knock off the Lions 6-4. to four. Um, but Southeastern will be right back at it this week. They're going to be at Alabama A&M and then go on the road again to take on a very good Auburn uh, baseball team out of the Southeastern Conference. Uh, we're going to get Matt to break down all these games for us. The week actually started uh, last Monday, a week ago today, as they took on St. John's uh, in a game that was a high-scoring affair. Hard to win if you have a, you give up a really big inning, and that's what happened to Southeastern uh, on Monday against St. John's. We're going to talk about all this here on our show, so make sure you stay with us. We do this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock. At this time, we're going to welcome to the show the head baseball coach of your Southeastern Lions, Coach Matt Reiser. And, Matt, thanks for being here. And, man, just a, kind of a, a, a tough week as far as uh, – for the first time here in 2023, really kind of battled some adversity this week. Yeah, you know, um, in all honesty, it, it's uh, it was a tough one yesterday, tough pill to swallow. We'll talk about it more later. But, you know, there were so many things we had overcome, uh, plays and bounces didn't go away, calls that didn't yeah. go away, and, you know, had multiple opportunities to kind of blow the thing open. And, and kudos to them. They made some big defensive plays and some big moments too, you know. But uh, And then to end it, you know, the way we did, you know, obviously with the walk-off home run being one, Went out of the way. Uh, Gut-wrenching. You know, it's a, it was a long bus ride home last night to go nine hours riding home after chew on that. Um, yeah. Tough, tough to go through. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, it's it's kind of like we talked about last night. I can remember back in many years we've had gut-wrenching losses like that. Uh, Salt Lake City stuck out in my head. We went to Utah yep. a few years ago in, in 2016. And uh, kind of similar deal. You know, we, we go to Jacksonville. First time being in Jacksonville. Loved it. Uh, you know, great, great weather. We were very fortunate with the weather. What we had had kind of a crazy windy night there on Friday night. But great weather, great accommodations, the hotel, the whole nine yards, you know, and, and, and played off a good club in Jacksonville, kind of similar to Utah and loved Salt Lake City. The only thing is we didn't come out with a win. We got walked off in the ninth inning to, to lose the series. So, um, you know, it's tough. But like I told the guys last night on the bus when we got home at 130 is, hey, man, this could either make your season or break your season. So, uh, you know, we, we've got a veteran club that's been through a lot of adversity in years past and uh, has handled it the right way. So uh, no better time than now to start this week, obviously, after a tough week last week with, with a good Auburn club that swept uh, Lipscomb. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny how baseball well, works out. You know, one play uh, different, one play uh, – you know that you win yesterday, and then you then you're winning the weekend, and you're saying, "Hey, we're undefeated on the weekend so far. We won uh, all of our series." But then you know one pitch like that uh, at the end of the ball game, uh, and they get the victory. But we'll talk about that game coming up more here on our program. I know there were several things that didn't really go our way. I, I got to ask you, you know, offensively uh, over the weekend, we had the explosion on Saturday, put up yep. 15 runs. Yep. Uh, kind of looked like we had looked at all season. Uh, struggled to score a little bit in, in the other two games. I know the first night on Friday you, you were very complimentary of their arm, yep. very good arm that uh, you faced on Friday night. Uh, and then yesterday probably had a few chances to add on to that lead, uh, which, you know, then, then that home run in the ninth doesn't even matter. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and, and like we said, you know, um, I, our offensive philosophy is get to six as quickly as possible, right? Uh, if you just look at record, I don't, I don't want to go run score per game, right, because you can get some lopsided stuff like we did there on Saturday, score 15. You look at the weekend and you scored, I don't know, what, 20-something runs for the weekend. Reality is we scored two and four, which is right. six, makes 21, makes seven runs for the weekend. We scored 15 of those in one day. 
Um, so, yeah, you know, for me, Friday night, I, I thought we ran into a good arm. You know, the freshman there was pretty good. Uh, we had a game plan going in. We kind of let him off the hook early there in the ball game, unfortunately. Uh, he had been struggling to get kind of through the first inning, and, and, and we swung at a couple pitches that we didn't do a whole lot with, hit into a double play, and he threw nine pitches in the first and allowed him to settle in. And a good arm like that, you can't allow to settle in. You've got to do a good job of, of creating some stuff and creating some havoc, which I thought we did on Saturday. The Saturday arm was, you know, pretty good too. Uh, they, they had a, a good line of arms they ran out there from a starting rotation standpoint. Uh, Sunday started was talented as well and had got off to a good start, you know, and we handled that guy well as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, Friday was running the arm. Saturday looks more like us. And even Sunday, I thought we, we did some we did some things well. Uh, just unfortunately, the run production wasn't there. And, again, kudos to them. You know, they had a double play ball that should have been a double down line for two runs. We'd had second, third, nobody out. Third baseman made a heck of a play, turned a double play on Joe Delaney. Uh, Finky hits one there in the ninth inning. That, that uh, looks like it's going to get out of the ballpark. The left fielder times up perfect, catches it at the very top of the wall to double us off at second base. Uh, we had an HBP that wasn't called HBP. It hits, <laughs> hits off the helmet, hits off the bat, goes in the fair play, and we think just dead ball HBP. You know, we get a run, make it 2 nothing, and they let the lefty off the hook and call it a fair ball. And uh, so, you know, unfortunately, this is a weekend or a day yesterday. I would have loved to have instant replay, but we didn't. Yeah, uh, get spoiled with that yeah, a little bit, huh? Yeah, you do. You really do. And, and yesterday would have been a day that would have been nice to have. We'd have had, you know, several calls. Um, there, there were six, seven calls yesterday. And one, one would, have, would have been against us. We got picked off at first base. Uh, that they end up calling safe. It's kind of a makeup call thing from one of the ones that happened the first inning. But, uh, yeah, a lot of things that just didn't go away. And that's why, you know, after at the end of the day, our guys didn't make any excuses or complaints there going through the ball game. They just kept playing the game, playing the game. And, you know, again, one out yesterday. And uh, I'm sitting here with a whole different tune and a whole different story of, of what it is. But that's the game, man. It, it, you love it. And sometimes uh, it rips your heart out. And, and that's just reality of baseball. But uh, the good news is, obviously, we, we've got more baseball to play and plenty of season to come. Yeah, absolutely. Lions are going to take their show on the road again this week. They'll be in the state of Alabama uh, all week. As Wednesday, they're going to take on Alabama A&M over in Huntsville. And then they'll come back down and play Auburn uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Again, we'll talk more about that here on our program. Kind of a unique uh, way the schedule worked out, though. You know, we scheduled Auburn a couple of years ago, and then we ended up in the regional last year. So uh, we'll be back over there taking on uh, Auburn this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. A couple of quick notes. Uh, Tyler Finke has uh, off to a fantastic year. Uh, he's now one stolen base away from tying the program's career record for career steals, awesome. uh, chasing Melvin Myers. Uh, he had 71 stolen bases, so Tyler Finke now with 70. Uh, and I would certainly say it's going to be very hard for him not to get to that. Uh, you know, he's already got 14 so far on this year, but it looks like Tyler Finke will be the stolen base king here at Southeastern. It's not if, it's just when. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, Finke's done a great job, getting off a great start, and, and in all honesty, uh, just, you know, two things. Uh, one, obviously, he's he's healthy. <laughs> this is what yeah. Tyler Finke looks like when he's healthy. You know, the, uh, unfortunately, the last two years, you know, we had the COVID year with him, and then he got off to a great start, and then obviously COVID hit. And then the last two years, he's got off to a slow start because he's been hurt. I mean, obviously, his, his tool is his speed. Uh, he's got game changer speed. He can take a bag when he wants to. Really, yesterday, he created a ton of offense for us. I mean, he had a hustle double, you know, his line drive, routine, single to left field. Uh, he didn't check up, come around first base, and, and really created a run there to make it 3-1 uh, and continue to extend that lead for So, uh, yeah, it's game changer speed. So, one, he's healthy. Two, he's mature. You know, he's done a great job of, uh, of you know, not allowing, you know, the preseason stuff. You know, the preseason stuff, 
he wasn't real good yet. Uh, wasn't going like he wanted to, but he continued to put the work in, the effort in, uh, and then got going right on time for the season for the first pitch. So, uh, yep, he's off to a great start, man. Proud of what he's done. And, and again, he's just uh, he's kind of put this offense on his back and, and kind of gone and done what he needs to do. Also, Rhett Rochevere uh, now has 63 hit by pitches. We've talked about this at length. Uh, you know, led the nation a year ago in HBPs. Uh, he's now 13 away from tying the program record here. Josh Cryer, I know he got hit a bunch. Uh, yeah. he's a great, great Lion player. Got hit 76 times. Uh, this is a kind of an interesting statistic. Uh, the, the NCAA record is Brett Lilly from Notre Dame had 109 in his career. That would be interesting. Yeah, that is, you know, hey, you never know. He might track him down. Uh, Roosevelt, a lot of baseball left here to play. And especially it, if they give him the HPPs he's supposed to have. Yeah. <laughs> he had two yesterday he's supposed to have, and then they give him to How many him, times so. has he been called back in the last couple of years? It's been uh, a lot. It's I mean, been a lot. Like yesterday wasn't called back, but yeah, it, was, well, it wasn't the right call. Actually, yesterday he did get called okay. back one later in the game. That's yep. right. So we, we had two of them. We had one off the helmet, and they, they ended up calling a fair ball, and they had another one to hit him and uh, end up keeping him there in the box. So it's just, uh, yeah, this, this, again, you know, he does a great job of, of holding his ground, and obviously if you miss over the white, he's going to hammer you. If you miss in, he's going to take it. Obviously a lot here to cover. We're going to talk about four games. Uh, first little kind of rough patch for Southeastern here in 2023. Started the year 7-0. Have dropped four out of the last five. But uh, we're going to talk about all this. The Lions still sitting with a very nice record at 8-4. Uh, we'll be on the road this week at Alabama A&M and then this weekend against Auburn. We're going to be here until 1 o'clock. Make sure you stay with us. Let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we'll start walking through these games. We'll talk about the game last Monday against St. John's that took place right here in Hammond, right here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Homes, live at Crate Street Seafood Station here in Hammond. Welcome back. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser. Presented by Creighton Townsend Homes uh, here live at K Street Seafood Station in Hammond. We're out here on the patio. We'll be doing this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock. Come join us to talk Lion Base. We'll get your fill of what took place over the weekend, and we'll get you ready for the upcoming week. As Matt, uh, kind of an interesting week this past week because you you started on a Monday night. You yeah. know that doesn't happen very often. It seems like forever ago when that St. John's game, actually a week from today. Uh, but you know. You knew this was a good team coming in here, uh, that they had just taken two out of three from Tulane over the weekend. and uh, It's hard to overcome when you have a, a really big inning. And, uh, you know, we had that, that, that tough fourth inning against St. John's. We actually jumped on top in this game 2 nothing, right. But then they, they responded with a couple of home runs. And we just, just to call it like it is, we just couldn't get them out there in the fourth inning. And, uh, and they, they put up a nine spot. We had chances, came back in the game. We ended up falling 12-7. to I know we at one point we had the bases loaded there yep. later when we were down 12-7. So, we kept fighting, had a chance to get back in the ball game, but it's hard to overcome when you give up a nine spot in one inning. Yeah, you know, in all honesty, we just haven't really pitched it well this last week. Um, I'm going to be dead honest with you. You know what? We kind of started there on Sunday against Sanford in the back in the bullpen, yeah. and I'll see the nine run in, and I never dreamed we'd have a nine run in with this staff, you know, uh, the pieces that we have and how quickly it imploded. But we're, we're, there's, there's a few things we're not handling well. You know, I mean, I'll see Jay Long. Um, this is his first year getting out there with us, and we know the ability he has. You've seen it, right? Um, and, and just kind of it imploded on him pretty quickly. And, and that's where that's, that's some hopefully some of this uh, maturity starts to develop a little bit of, hey, man, so what? I mean, he had a two-run home run. Yeah, he, you know, yeah, he was cruising. He first was. three innings. He, I mean, he cruised. Threw up, threw that's, up what, that's what I'm saying. It's unbelievable how quickly it just turned. And a team that had not scored nine runs in a nine-inning game yet scores nine runs in one innings on us. And 
Uh, and in in all honesty, probably didn't match up well when they started kind of sitting the soft stuff. Uh, you know, because Jay had them all off off balance. We came in with soft stuff behind him with Hosack and. Uh, you know, they ran the squeeze and hit us with the, the home run, boom, boom, boom. And next thing you know, you looked up and they've scored seven runs. But, you know, it was any, hits, too. It wasn't like we were walking. Yeah, no, just, yeah. We just couldn't get them it. out. That's but. it. And, and that's, you know, sometimes, um, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to understand how, how valuable every run is um, because, again, we've got an offense that can score, too, you know, and, and you can look up at the end of the game and, like you said, be one swing away from tying it up or, uh, you know, we, we talked about a, a few of those things there at the end of the game, but the nine-run inning just can't happen. I mean, our defensive philosophy is to eliminate the big inning, and that's, that's three runs or more. Um, you know, they're going to score some runs sometimes. It's going to happen. You're like, hey, yeah, do we want to shut them out every time? Sure. Uh, but the reality is they're going to find a way to score here and there, and we've got to eliminate big innings, and when the thing starts to start, then you got to stop it. And we didn't stop it on Sunday and, and the loss to Sanford. We had it close, and all of a sudden we get a four-run in, uh, in and late, and then all of a sudden the nine-run in there uh, on um, – on Monday, I was going to say Tuesday, on Monday there with St. John. And so, uh, and then obviously the beginning yesterday, five run ninth, and yeah. then, you know, we end up losing the ball game. And that's where this has got to stop. I mean, that's just, that's just not, not characteristics of this staff and, and what we have uh, ability wise in, in that. And uh, we've got to do a better job of it on the mound. Absolutely. Uh, you, you did have a couple of nice performances, I thought, out of the bullpen. And, and there's somebody we, we talked about a year ago. Uh, that in, was your Friday night starter at the end of the year was Adam Guth. Uh, yeah. You know, he actually got the start in game one in, in yep. a regional uh, yep. a year ago. Uh, you've moved him in, into a bullpen role, yep. uh, and I thought he was really good on Monday. You know, through two innings, uh, struck out three, kind of kind of kept it right there and gave yourself an opportunity to get back in the game. But a, a new ro- a new role a little bit for this lefty uh, sophomore. Yeah, and, and we were, uh, in all honesty, I was excited to, to see him go out there because I, I did. I thought he limited the damage and, and – Kept it where it was at to give us a shot. I mean, that's what it's about, right? I mean, just don't – we're not just throwing guys out there in charity work when we're up big or even a situation where it's rare when we're down big like that. We, I don't think it was 12-3 when we brought him in. But, hey, man, keep it where it's at because you never know. I mean, a swing here, a swing there, a play here, a play there. If they can score 9-1 in, why can't we? You know, I mean, and that's – we're that confident in our offense and being able to do what we can do and, uh, you know, be able to hit hit the ball and then be able to hit the long ball and be able to run the bases and do some things and create some havoc. You know, we're not going to move our feet, so you can't pitch on the inner half of the plate on us. So, uh, you know, you get a few base runs with HBPs and everything, you know, you get one swing and it's a tie ball game. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was good to see you that. And then also, you know, we brought Asphalt in there for the ninth inning and, and he looked good. I mean, that was, uh, you know, that was hopefully what we were we wanting for yesterday, but unfortunately it didn't go our way there yesterday. But, uh, yeah, tough loss there on Monday. You know, like I told, <laughs> told Pim on the way home last night, I was like, I guess the guys are starting to let me sleep because you know you get that win on Monday you get a little revenge back from the Sunday loss and, and you get to sleep a little bit during the week instead you stay up all night thinking of all the yeah. things you could have done better and uh, should have beat St. John and you know again like don't take anything away from them they're a good club they're, they'll finish in the top half of the Big East you know will they win the Big East I don't know I don't know if they have enough arms I haven't seen the weekend arms but obviously they beat Tulane two out of three at home and uh, this past weekend beat Marshall at, at Marshall so um, good club you know uh, again just a, a good RPI game for us to continue to build that resume but unfortunately we dropped it. Yeah, you know, and you know, this was a season that you started seven and zero, and then you look up and you and you drop a couple in a row and end yep. up being three in a row. We'll get to that Friday game in a moment, but you know, that's I think that's kind of always been kind of the secret sauce. Whatever you've had, really, really good teams here is you don't go on one of these losing streaks. You know, you kind of ended at one or two and then yep. and move on. 
but now we we got to we got to got to get that thing back figured out, yep. and that'll start Wednesday night against Alabama A and M. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, that's that's the deal, man. We we're we're shooting for forty. You know, unfortunately, we don't have fifty six games on the schedule. I'll still look for games as as the year goes along to hopefully fill that thing out to get to forty. But uh, you know, every game is so valuable, and that's what we had that conversation after Monday night. You know, we, we met as a club on Tuesday. Uh, before we headed out of town to Jacksonville and, and told the guys, hey, man, in a mid-major, you know, uh, in a program like ours, I mean, you don't have the luxury of having a bad weekend and a bad yeah. week. I mean, uh, every game is just so valuable. And really, it's five games in an entire year that, that has a chance to flip it for you. You know, if, if you win this one or that one, uh, that's the reason why you're getting the at-large bid into the regional or getting a two-seed is you get the auto bid or whatever it may be, or opposed to you being laughed out and going wondering why. Well, it's one, two, three games right there. And if we flip those three games, then obviously we're sitting in a regional. So uh, they've got to continue to understand the importance of that, uh, continue to understand that each and every game has so much value to us as, as the year goes along and uh, to give us their best resume there at the end. Matt, uh, you know, after this one uh, against St. John's, uh, you, like you mentioned, Jay Long and Hosack, both, they, they struggled a little bit in, in this matchup. Yeah, they struggled bad. So th this was kind of like the way the, the season played out. You had the four-game week to start against Lafayette, and then you had the f kind of a four-game weekend here because you played on that Monday yep. as if you kind of kept the rotation the same. What's the thoughts for, for Wednesday? I mean, is, are one of these guys going to get the start? How, how does, what's your thought process there? Uh, yeah, we're looking at Jay Long. We haven't made a decision yet. Um, you know, uh, we're looking a little bit more in Alabama A&M and just trying to watch as much as we can on them and figure out the best matchup. But uh, And then Hosack was sick yesterday. So, you know, we'll, we'll more than likely be with Jay Long. We'll see where it goes. We had right. a couple guys that didn't throw this weekend that we wanted to throw. You know, Connor Spencer didn't throw this weekend. Adam Guth didn't throw this weekend. Uh, Levi Bennett didn't throw this weekend. So we had a few guys who really wanted to get in there and, and, and uh, obviously help contribute. But, um, you know, that's just the way, the way of the world sometimes with the way the staff's set up. So, uh, yeah, we're thinking Jay Long, but we'll see where it goes. All righty. There you have it. Uh, let's take a look now on Friday as Southeastern will make the long trip over to Jacksonville and take on the Dolphins. I think you mentioned uh, this last week, Matt, but this was a, a return trip, correct? They were here a few years ago. This was the return trip in the home-of-home home against Jacksonville. It was, yep. Yeah, they came the COVID year in 2020. Oh, yeah. and, and that's COVID year's a blur. Yeah, it's a blur, right? They had a uh, had a second rounder on Friday night that we beat. and you know, Again, just a really tough series, man. They had a really good club that year. That was a regional-type club. They went to regional in 2021 after COVID, uh, you know, and, and so – uh, yeah, it, it's a good club, man, and obviously they, they play well at their ballpark. They're coming off, of, you know, they beat Florida on uh, Wednesday night there at Florida, 10-8. Uh, to 8. So it was a team that was obviously feeling pretty confident in what they were doing and, and obviously ran a good arm out there on us on Friday. So um, it, was, it was a good series, a good set, uh, and in the long run I think we'll be better for it. Yeah, Lions took on uh, Jacksonville on Friday night, dropped this game 6-2. to two. Uh, Second consecutive uh, outing for Brennan uh, Stupridge on Friday night where, where he had kind of a rough first inning. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they gave up three last yeah. week against Sanford, did the same thing against this week. Uh, any concern there uh, with, with Brennan or, or what's, what's Yeah, he's got to be better. I mean, there's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just reality. I mean, there's no way we can run a Friday night guy out there and give up three runs and spot him three runs on Friday night each time yeah, we get hard. keep playing. Yeah, it makes it tough. It makes it difficult, especially when you're facing their Friday guy who's – who's pitching like a Friday guy. I mean, he's a freshman, and uh, the true freshman came out and, and was better than our guys. So uh, Stoops got to step up, answer the bell. You know, we, we've had some conversations a little bit back and forth about it. But, uh, hey, man, this isn't going to this, this isn't gonna continue to trend this way. You know, you're not just going to be on Friday night to be on Friday night just because we say that, right? I mean, you got to earn it and continue to continue to eat it. You know what I mean? You're going to have a bad outing here and there, but uh, we got to bounce back. I mean, that's two back-to-back -back outings, like you said, that – weren't very good for, for Stoop, and uh, he's got to bounce back this week and, and ring the bell against Auburn. So, uh, you know, the 
one good positive thing in this. It could have got really ugly in that first inning. It was 3 nothing already yeah. with the first three hitters after the home run, and uh, and then it was bases loaded, nobody out. I mean, it was it had a chance to get real, real ugly where it was going to be, uh, you know, obviously tough on a Friday night guy to be able to do some things. But we got double play ball and got a fly ball to get out of it and, you know, minimize it to three. But, again, we're, our, our defense philosophy is to eliminate the big innings. Uh, I guess we eliminated that inning in a sense, but they still got three runs there. And we just – these big innings are happening in bad spots and bad situations, whether it's the first or the ninth. I mean, we, we've got to do a better job of, of setting a tone there early. They did a lot of their damage with their first four hitters. Uh, they, they had yeah, nine all, hits on the game, yep. and all of them were in the first four hitters. Yep. Uh, uh, and then, you know, on the other side, we do such a good job offensively of, of getting walked, yep. HPPs, and, and this guy just didn't do that. And we only walked one time on Friday night. We did get hit by three different pitches, yep. but he did a good job of uh, containing, um, you know, containing what we do, kind of getting on base and yep. causing havoc. And, and we know we've been so successful doing that this year. But, you know, you look up, and in the fifth, it's 3-2. I mean, so you, like you it's said, you, you know, you got yeah. out of that, that jam there in the yep. first inning. You kind of chip away. It's 3-2. to two. But then they add runs in the fifth and the sixth. And I know that's kind of what's got to be different is whenever you have an opportunity, you get right back in it, you yep. got to have somebody go out there and slam the door and give yourself an opportunity to take the lead. Well, you're absolutely right. And in and, and this context of what was going on, right, you know, the, the starter had thrown 32 pitches, I think, against Siena the weekend before in the first inning, the weekend before that against uh, Kent State. I think he threw like 24. So, you know, the first inning was valuable. I mean, the first inning we had a chance. Rosevere leads it off just like we wanted. I mean, he has a great A-B, fouls off a two-strike pitch, works his way to a walk. Uh, you know, we see seven pitches lead off the game. It's like, all right, man, this is exactly what we need. And then we swing the first pitch, hit a ground ball. We don't hit the double play. And the next pitch, we hit another ground ball. We hit it to a double play. And it's like, okay, now the guy's throwing nine pitches in the first inning. And that's, right. that's the least amount of pitches he's thrown all year. And he's always had the stigma of trying to get through the first. And now we just did it with nine pitches. So, uh, you know, we don't give Finky a chance to steal second base. Just our baseball awareness wasn't real good uh, there on Friday night. And then, uh, and then again, man, he's talented. I mean, when you give a kid that, that opportunity and he's starting to feel a little bit, he started to hit a lot more spots with a fastball and land the breaking ball where he wants to. And, again, I'm not going to take anything away from him. I and mean, it's, a, it's a good arm. It's a real breaking ball. It's a 82, 84-mile slotted. It's spinning at 3,000 RPMs. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, that's a real breaking ball for anybody who doesn't know the analytics part of it. But, you know, we've just got to do a better job earlier in the game of creating the pressure. And that's what we've done a good job of, in all honesty. I mean, you look at Lafayette opening weekend, it was early pressure. You yep. continue the early pressure. Uh, you know, you look at obviously Jackson State, you know, in the midweek, it was early pressure. Sanford, it was early pressure, and and that was uh, that's a big part of why we've won some ball games here, and even the game that we haven't put the early pressure on. I think if Friday night against Cravey against Sanford, you know, he comes out, strikes out the side, start the game. We got his pitch count elevated to where we got into the bullpen in the fifth and sixth inning. Uh, I suppose this guy, you know, this young man went seven innings on us, and then obviously turned over the bullpen. Uh, we had a bunt, we we tried to put down, and again, just didn't really bounce our way for whatever reason. It stuck in the mud right in the front. So instead of rolling out like it should and us have another run there to make it 3-3 and tie the ball game up, it ends up kind of dying in front of the plate for, for whatever reason. So uh, just, you know, again, not a night, not a, not a very good night for us all offensively. Didn't get off to a great start, but uh, sometimes you got to tip your hat and you get beat, and Friday night we got beat. Yep, Lions had a tough one there on Friday uh, against Jacksonville. Uh, dropped the game 6-2, to two, but they would bounce back in a big way on Saturday. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get Matt to break down that one as Southeastern uh, would dominate 15-2 on Saturday against the Dolphins. Right here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Holmes, live at K Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. About halfway home here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented 
by Creighton Townsend Homes here live at K Street Seafood Station. Southeastern bounced back after a tough one on Friday against Jacksonville as they were on the road and knocked off the Dolphins 15-2 on Saturday. And uh, before we get, you know, to the to the win, I guess, so to speak, you, you made some adjustments to your lineup. We've been pretty consistent, uh, what you've been doing through the first few games, Matt, of the season. Yep. Uh, but you made some changes. Uh, you moved uh, Champ up to the two-hole. You, uh, you slid Shea down a spot to the five or from the three to the five. Just Is that just something you wanted to mix up there at this point? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we've got guys that have uh, different roles and, uh, you know, have their different strengths. And, and so this was something we wanted to shake up on Saturday. I didn't like where we were on Sunday against Samford. I didn't like where we were uh, in all honesty against St. John. I, I just, you know, I know we scored seven runs. That's more of an opportunity to score some runs. But we should have, think, in my opinion, should have done more. And then obviously Friday night, I mean, hey, man, it, it's – if it's not working, you know, you got to figure out – guys go through their streaks, right, throughout yeah. the season that they're, mm-hmm. they're hot and they're cold. And then uh, some guys want to – you know, hey, man, if you can put them in a certain spot, you can do some action with them to kind of help them get out of their slump, right? Uh, or maybe they see a, so a few mental. different pitches. Yeah, maybe they see a few different pitches. And, you know, you, you never know what one swing of the bat might just turn a guy on all of a sudden and, and all of a sudden get a guy out of a slump that's been kind of, you know, not feeling himself. So, uh, yeah, we, we mixed it up. We had a game plan there on, on Saturday. We wanted to be aggressive in what we were doing. We were facing the right-hander, Graham, who was a – 50-year senior, man, and, and, and had our hands full. I mean, we, we knew he was going to be good and uh, knew we were going to have to dig in and get after him. And uh, I was really, really proud of the way we did it, man. We responded really, really well on Saturday. I, I told the guys on Friday night after, you know, the Friday night game that, hey, man, we're – I know it's early in the season, but we're in a must-win situation. I mean, we, we dropped three in a row, and uh, here we are on a road at Jacksonville that we, we – uh, hey man, this is a series we gotta have. When we start talking about this, that large stuff, and um, you know we've we've got to take tomorrow to have a shot at the series on on Sunday. So we're we're in a must-win situation. Whatever it takes, whoever you just gotta put yourself in a mindset that this tomorrow's ours and nobody can take it from you. And uh, they did a really good job, man. We came out, we we did a did a good job. Obviously, the game was tight early. If you look at the box score, you know I think through the fourth or fifth. Uh, you know, we might have been tied or close to be, you know, close to score. It was, uh, it was score. three to two in the third. There you go. And then uh, and then I, we were able to open some things up, I think, in that, like that sixth inning, right? We finally get to that yeah, bullpen. Yeah, four to two in the fifth, so yep. it was tight. There you go. Yeah, and all of a sudden that sixth inning, we opened some things up. And, and we knew, I mean, we knew what they had, had exhausted through the bullpen. Uh, that's why Friday night was so frustrating to, to let that guy go seven innings because, you know, they played a double midweek with, with Florida. And they've got – They've got three, four guys out of the pen, uh, and, and they've got basically their eight arms, right? We always talk about in the staff, you can do it with eight. You feel good about ten, uh, you know, but, but 12 is kind of the magic number you want to be able to use, whether it's a starter, setup, you know, uh, uh, close and roll, all, all the whole nine yards. And I really feel like they have eight, right? They've got three legit starters, uh, and, and they're three guys. Uh, they've got a couple of bullpen pieces there, and they've got a real closer. So, you know, we, we – that's why it was so important and valuable to get into Friday night. And really, you know, if, if you want to kind of put somebody, hey, man, how did how did Jacksonville win the series? Uh, I think you go back to the Friday night young man. I mean, for him to go seven innings, his career yeah, long, the true freshman, he was able to get the bullpen, you know, deep uh, where they needed to and, uh, you know, and protect him for Saturday and Sunday to be able to use. So Saturday, as they brought in their guy, right, in the tight situation, we got to their guy. He got extended, and obviously they took their guy out of the bullpen and, and put some other guys to get some work in, so it really got extended. But they did a good job of kind of just playing the game, right, uh, so that they would have all their guys available there for, for on Sunday as well. Lions won it 15-2. to two. Uh, You know, Will Kinsler, fantastic again, five innings, only five heads, gave up two earned runs. He moves to 3-0, and oh, and – Matt, I was kind of doing some research before the show and looking at Will and his start. Uh, so far, pitching in a 1.56 ERA through three starts here. And, 
you know, and you kind of touched on this a week ago, but in a world we're living in now where everybody's worried about velocity and strikeouts. Right. In 17 and a third, he's only struck out 10 guys. Yep. He, he's pitching to contact, but he's getting a lot of soft contact. A lot. And, man, he's been really good through these first three matchups against three quality opponents. He really has. You know, he's done a really good job of, you know, minimizing things. He, the walks are a little out of norm. I'll see. He's only uh, given up seven hits yeah, 17 and a third. The, the walks are the kind of the anomaly in this. But, you know, he's done a really good job of, of <laughs> I don't know how to say this, making four pitch walks, right? So, like, you still look up, and I don't know how many pitches he went there on Saturday. He went six innings. 89. 89 pitches in six innings. Where you know, And that's what you know, we were having that conversation with the staff this morning. Our starters have, have got to go deeper in games. You know, we, we know we have a bullpen, right, to be able to go to, but uh, just the pitch count is getting extremely elevated in, in very early parts in the ball game. And uh, also, especially there on Friday night with Stuprich, I mean, we've had two back-to-back outings. He's throwing 100 pitches in you know, five innings, and that's just very uncharacteristic of us. We've got to do a better job. And you see, I mean, that's, that's it. Kinsley goes out there, and he's getting soft contact. He's – uh, thriving on the soft contact and doing a great job of getting us deep in the game. And, uh, you know, uh, I thought Jack Walker was good in this too. I mean, he came out yeah. of the bullpen couple and threw innings, a couple yeah. innings. And then uh, Trey Harrington got his first appearance since turning his Tommy John last year. So it was really good to see him yeah. back out on the mound uh, to be able to go out there and go do that. Went three up, three down for us as well. So just Saturday overall was, was a really good day to get us right back in this fight, man, for what we knew was going to be a battle on Sunday. I mean, look, they're on their home turf. You know, again, they're coming off a win against Florida. And then in midweek, they're uh, – off a sweep the week before, four games set, uh, being at home. So uh, they're, they're really starting to feel themselves, and we knew Sunday was going to be a, a grind it out, who wants it more type of day. I know you've really been kind of mix, mixing and matching what you're doing in left field. Uh, I know that uh, Pierce yeah. Levengood's played a lot. Joe Delaney's played a lot. Yep. Delaney homered on Saturday. Uh, he plays a good left field out there. But is that still going to – I mean, is that how you plan on doing that as, as the rest of this year goes on? I mean, unless one guy, I guess, kind of – elevates but is that kind of the thought process uh flip those guys around so who's hot I, I mean yes and no i mean at, at some point in time hopefully somebody takes the job and doesn't yeah. let, let go of it uh and I, I thought joe did a really good job of that on saturday i mean he he got in there had some really good at bats for us obviously hits the homer late but you know he had some good at bats before Scored three that runs. Yep, yeah. yep just had some really good abs man and and he creates the speed element right i mean this is uh this is something we want to do want to try to play especially against certain opponents so uh, we felt like we could run a little bit this weekend, and uh, he brought that element to our game and was able to recreate some situations. And even yesterday, again, I wish I had a review, but he kind of hits a bleeder down the right field line. His speed allowed him. I mean, he would, should have been at third base for one out. I mean, they, they caught him out, and there was obstruction in, anyways. But uh, besides the point, you know, I mean, his speed element has, can really help us go a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm good with whoever wants to take the job and run with it. I, don't, I really don't care. Um, you know, and again, you know, I think it was a little easier on Sunday. We had the left-hander that started for them that, hey, man, yeah, we can go, Joe, but Joe earned that right to get that, that opportunity to get it on Sunday. And sometimes we're going to, again, a guy can go three for three in a game. We don't like the matchup of what he's got to face the next day. If it just works to his weakness and we get somebody else with better strength, we'll make that move, right, but be ready to go in the game as soon as it happens if they make that move with the, uh, with the arm. I mentioned you slid Champ up to the two-hole in this in this yep. game on Saturday. Uh, certainly rang the bell, two for four, three runs scored, a couple of RBIs, a couple of walks. Uh, Rosevere uh, with two uh, hits, uh, getting on those two guys getting on top of the lineup. You know, that kind of sets the sets the table, and that's why you put up 15 runs in this one. Also, TJ uh, with four RBIs in the game, uh, and he's now up to up the double-digit RBIs, 12 RBIs on the season, really give us a nice bat there at the shortstop position. Yeah, he really is. He's had some really nice at-bats, man. I mean, just he continued through Saturday that, that he just at bat after bat after A.B. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
he's going to continue to do that. He's done a great job. You know, the biggest thing is keeping his strength where it needs to be. I felt like that's where he was uh, kind of bad there on Monday against St. John. He had the three strikeouts, you know, over four, over three, or whatever it was, with three strikeouts. And uh, he had some chances, some big spots too. He did, man. and it was just his strength. He's got to do a good job. I mean, look, just because you're in season, don't mean we stop lifting. I mean, we're going to continue to lift yeah. and continue to develop. And um, you know, it's just a matter of feeding your body the right way. It's a matter of getting the right sleep, and it's a matter of obviously still getting your workouts in and continue to have that strength. So we, you know, we want to be strong in May and June when you're trying to win championships. And uh, I think that's going to be a big part for TJ to keep that consistency there at the plate. So big win for Southeastern. They went 15-2 to two over Jacksonville. Uh, have an opportunity there on Sunday to, to win the series. And, and Matt's alluded to it a lot. So let's go ahead and jump to this Saturday, or this Sunday game. I know this is one of those that every season there's kind of a game that, that sticks out in your mind as a, a – as a, one that just kind of hits you different than maybe other losses. And I can just tell from, from talking to you here the last 30 minutes here on the air, uh, this one hit, hit a little different. You, you know, you had so many different opportunities. You are up 4-1, to one, had some calls that didn't go your way that maybe you extend that thing. Probably some, uh, some instant replay if it's available that the game maybe is a little bit different. And then still with all that, you go into the ninth with a 4-1 lead uh, with your closer on the mound who's been lights out to start this season. Uh, and, and we just didn't get it done. They hit the three-run homer there in the ninth and, and walk us off. And I know this was one that uh, just from, again, the tone in your voice and how you're talking about this one, this one stung a little bit. Yeah, it did. Uh, it stung our guys. It stung us. And, you know, and I, I guess the positive out of this is the way the guys reacted, right? I mean, I think everybody took responsibility for it. You know, obviously I did as a head coach, you know, hey, man, if I'd have done this or done that, you know, we could have won. But you, you heard multiple of those conversations kind of around the bus and, you know, on the way home last night when we stopped at Bucky's. And, uh, man, if I would have, if I would have done this, if I'd have done that. And, that. and that's good, right? I mean, that's, that's what you want. You want accountability. You don't want guys point fingers at each other going, well, if you would have done this and you would have done that, uh, then that would have been a different outcome. And everybody wears it. And that's, that's good to see, man, because it's easy. It's easy when things don't go your way to point the fingers and blame others instead of just take some accountability in it. And uh, that's a sign of a mature club that can handle some things. It's a sign of a club that can handle the adversity. And uh, like I told you, man, on the way home, I, I felt I felt gut-wrenched on the way home, man. I sat there for, for nine hours on that bus coming home from Jacksonville. The only thing that made me smile was my wife sent me a picture of the three boys that uh, finally got me to smile about six hours into the trip. But uh, it reminded me so much of 2015 coming back from Utah. Uh, we'd gone out to Salt Lake City about halfway through conference play in our non-con. Uh, again, similar, right? Jacksonville was gorgeous, and, and Salt Lake City was gorgeous that time of year in April, and great venue, great setup, the whole nine yards. Now all you got to do is win, and it makes it a great trip, and, and it's sitting right there in front of us. We'd come back against Utah to take the lead late in the game. Bottom of ninth, they walk us off 4-3 to lose the series, and, uh, you know, just one of those I'm coming back going, man, how that happened, and, uh, you know, felt very similar to that obviously last night. I mean, we're, we're one out away with a 4-1 lead to, to, hey, man, just a great, gritty win. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, nothing went our way yesterday. No bounce, no call, no nothing went our way. But our guys didn't – they didn't complain. Um, you know, they did a good job of continuing to just play the game and compete. And uh, I was so ready to, you know, praise them after one more out there and, and unfortunately didn't, didn't go our way. But um, I'm sitting there going, hey, man, this is, this is kind of a, a series that can make you or break you. Uh, you look at 2015, we won 42 games that year and it was 25-5 in conference. After that Utah series – we went 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 3 to close out the season. 
Uh, so it made that team, right? It just it was something that, that brought them together. Uh, you know, that, that Mac, I think, was our closer that year that he felt like he had let the team down because he didn't close the game out. And, uh, you know, probably similar to the way Dalton felt last night. I'm sure, you know, he, he was – he loves his team. He loves his club. He loves his teammates. He loves his coaches, man. He loves his program, loves Hammond. And, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of guys felt the, the same way, too, on the opposite end of it. Hey, man, if I'd have done this, we wouldn't even have been in that situation. So, you know, it, it's good for us to get a chance to respond, you know, yeah. this week. I mean, you're talking about uh, going into Auburn, you know, a top 25 club. And, and this is, uh, you know, where we got embarrassed last year, I mean, in all honesty, in that regional. Uh, we didn't play very well at all. So here's a chance, a little redemption. You know, how, how else would you want to write the story besides, hey, man, after a gut-wrenching loss and a week, let's see what you're really made out of. I mean, you, you got a chance to really set an identity as a club uh, this week and going in, in the next couple of weeks before we get into conference play here. I want to talk about Andrew Landry for just a moment. You know, he, he really had a tough start against Sanford, but then settled into that matchup and then kind of rolled that into this one. Uh, I think that certainly he's pitched well. If you take out kind of that first couple innings against Sanford, he's played yep. well, uh, and that, that's that's nice to see out of that Sunday starter. Yeah, it really is. Well, you know what Landry's capable of, right? I mean, he's capable to, to really uh, take over a ball game. But it, but again, the 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 pitch count's getting pretty elevated in some. Yeah, of Yeah, ninety four through five innings. Yeah. Yeah, we we've got to get this pitch count down. But we we know what Landry is. I mean, with his stuff, I mean, he's got a chance to strike out a lot of dudes. You know, he's also got a chance to to walk a couple guys and go you know a little bit deeper in counts too. So uh, you know, again, for me, I mean. Uh, it was a start that we needed. Uh, I thought we did a good job of, of just kind of early being in a battle. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Again, don't want to take anything away from Jacksonville. Their third baseman probably saved five runs. I mean, we've got bases loaded, nobody out. Yeah. Jody Laney hits a scorcher down the line. The third baseman lays out, makes the play, touches the bag, throws across. And we all know how fast Joe is. He was able to touch the bag and throw across the diamond and get Joe for a double play. We only scored one in that situation instead of, hey, man, that ball should have been nice down the line. Three. Yeah. At least two, right? Uh, and then you get nobody out second and third. I mean, you can just imagine the amount of runs that could come in that situation. We another situation where Rosa got hit in the head with HBP and somehow another, you know, it ricochets off his helmet off the bat. And they, uh, I mean, hey, man, we, we just had what we had, you know, umpire-wise yesterday. But they call a fair ball out kind of out of nowhere. So, um, yeah, we had multiple situations. Third baseman another play on, on Connor Manola's ball, dive it down the line. It took away another run. That would have been a double down the line to score a run. I mean, just there's a, a multitude of things. Uh, the left fielder made a fantastic play on Finky's ball against the wall, doubled up champ off second base in the ninth inning that could have easily been a, a you know, a, an RBI double and, and, you know, with Finky's speed probably would have scored another run. So multiple opportunities. And that's why, yeah. again, I was I was proud of our, our go, man. We, we just kept going. Again, we didn't make excuses or rhyme or reason. We just kept playing the game. And, you um, you know, one off, you want to close out when you play like that because for nine innings, for eight and two-thirds, it's yours. Yeah. I mean, we played well, and it's our game, and uh, did what we needed to. I thought we pitched really well out of the pin. I mean, the way we matched that thing up is kind of what we've been talking about. Hey, man, you get you one, get you one, get you one. Uh, Love came in, was fantastic, set the tone to keep them where they were in the six. And then, uh, you know, we go Hayden Robb there. He has to go back out for the next inning to, to get the leadoff guy. He does it for us. J-Rod comes in. Uh, and, and shuts the door there in the eighth. So, you know, we just got to finish the, finish the trifecta there with the end, and, and obviously we're having a different conversation today, but we didn't, uh, and the result is a loss. And the result is we've lost three out of our last four, and we've got to respond to that. Matt, before we turn the page on this, and I don't want to relive it anymore, but, you know, we talked about the mental aspect of this game. And, yeah. You know, any closer – Throughout a season, you're going to have – this is going to happen to you. I right. mean, you know, if, you, if yep. you get rolled out there enough, you're going to yep. have enough. He's been so good. Uh, already had a couple of saves on the year. Yep. Didn't hadn't given up a run uh, yep. to this point, but he had a rough one yesterday. Yep. Uh, you know what, what's that conversation like with him? Uh, also, you know 
was there ever a thought to go get him in this situation? Uh, but Or is it, hey, it's early in the year. Let's see if we can get out of this. C- kind of talk about that decision real quick before we turn the page on this one on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're deep enough in the bullpen that if a guy doesn't have his stuff that day, we don't have to say, hey, man, we'll just let him wear it. And, you know, if it's just not his day, it's not his day. In the same sense is we're going to trust the guy too, right? right? Uh, so there's a balance of that, of, of going, hey, man, he doesn't have his stuff today. We got somebody else ready to go that can have success. Um, or, hey, man, yeah, hey, man, we, we got to trust him. He can work through this. There'd be no issue. So, I mean, we had first and second, you know, two outs. Um, he had worked through. through first and second, two outs with one. It's four one. Four still. one. Three, yeah, still three run lead. So, um, obviously, we've got some guys throwing the bullpen to be able to match up. They had the left hander coming up, um, you know, that, uh, that was in their three hole that we could possibly match up with, the four hole. They had a pinch hitter in the five hole. They already pinched it once four. So, you know, when it kind of got in the situation, we, we made the mountain visit after the wild pitch. It was 4-3 to kind of have some conversation of, hey, man, take a deep breath and get us get us in the dugout. I mean, let's, let's finish this thing off. This is where you make up. This is where your mentality has got to be. And then also it had to make a decision as a coaching staff, hey, man, we've got a base open. Do we put their four hole on and just go ahead and face the guy on deck? Um, you know, where we were and where Dalton was with the amount of balls he had thrown, he'd walked a couple guys and, you know, they'd thrown two balls to the backstop. They just did, hey man, we got the base open. Like uh, you know, it's it's not we don't have to just give in to them, right? Throw it down the middle. But if we walk, we walk, and it's what it is. We'll go after the next guy who's only got two at bats on the year. Um, but we don't want to put that guy on base and potentially push in the you know the, the go ahead run or the tie and run there. So uh, yeah, it was a decision we made, and we'll we'll live by. Uh, you know, again, doesn't mean we're not going to stop running asphalt out there. Dalton's going to run out there again and again and again. Man, he's been. Hard working, he's loyal to the process, he's loyal to this program, and he wants, he's chomping at the bits to get back out there to show, uh, yep. hey, man, this, I, I want to do it for you guys. And so uh, at the end of the day, man, yeah, uh, you know, uh, it was a quiet bus on the way home for nine hours. You know, it really hit home with the guys. But it's all about this response, man. And so sometimes when you lose one that you're not supposed to, then you got to go grab a couple that you weren't supposed to win maybe, right? And uh, we haven't done any of those that yet yet this year. But, you know, we've also got a club that I think has got enough resilience and has shown that through yesterday and uh, in this early part of the season that we can grab a few maybe late in games that, you know, hey, we can have the opponent sitting here, their conversation, going, man, how we lose that game to Southeastern type of deal. So uh, just a matter of us going back to work this week and, and, and getting back on the ball field. All right, there you have it. That's the head baseball coach here at Southeastern Lions, Coach Matt Reiser. Uh, when you have a loss like that, it's tough to talk about. But uh, Matt broke it down for us, and we're going to go ahead and turn the page. We'll start looking ahead to this week. Again, Southeastern will take their ro- uh, sh- show on the road. They'll be in Alabama all week, Alabama A&M on Wednesday, uh, and then the Auburn Tigers uh, this weekend on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Let's take our final break. When we come back, we'll get you the scout report for those games. And uh, we'll say goodbye right here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Homes, live at K Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Just about 10 minutes left to go here on our show. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Homes, uh, live right here at K Street Seafood Station. I'm Alan Waddell. We're going to be doing this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock on a lunchtime special as uh, we'll talk Lion baseball. As uh, this week on tap, Lions have four games. They're going to be in the state of Alabama. They're going to first uh, visit Alabama A&M in Huntsville, Alabama on Wednesday. It's a 1 o'clock first pitch, and then they'll be on the road against Auburn, uh, the Tigers, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, uh, you know, Wednesday, this is a 1 o'clock first pitch, so that is not a typo. These guys do not have lights. I think they had a – uh, a, storm. a storm come yep. through and take their lights out a couple or a year ago or so, and and so they're they're going to play a one o'clock first pitch against Alabama A&M. So far, Alabama A&M seven and four 
on the season. Is this our first trip over there, Damon? This is our first trip uh, to Alabama A&M, and we'll play those guys on Wednesday for a day game there, Matt. Yeah, uh, Road Warriors for, for a couple weeks, and uh, this is good. Uh, this is good for us. It kind of mimics a trip we're going to have to open up conference where we go to Lafayette and then go over to Corpus where – you know, we'll leave for the midweek game, and we won't be back until until that Sunday. And, uh, you know, give the guys some discipline to get in, you know, into their uh, academics and make sure that's taken care of while we're on the road. Uh, you know, because they are student athletes, believe it or not, right? We talk about baseball a lot, but uh, these guys obviously are, are doing a great job in the classroom as well. So kind of give them a look for it. Uh, you know, we'll go up there and, and also look to get back in the win column and, and, uh, and, and do what we got to do to get, um, you know, Back things going, I should say. Um, you know, and see how we respond to, to some adversity this past week. And, and then obviously got Auburn this weekend, who's uh, off to a great start as well. I think they swept Lipscomb this past weekend, who who will contend for that A-Sun title. I think they finished second A-Sun last year. So they'll be, you know, they're very comparable to like a Jacksonville and uh, some of those guys as well. So, uh, you know, a little bit different Auburn team than what it was a, a year ago from, you know, some of the players. But obviously they've got some returners there that's got a good club. And, and we know they're going to be able to swing it a little bit. they got a few arms there uh, that will be able to be able to pitch a little bit. They've got some back-end stuff. You know, Auburn's always going to be a tough club. You know, uh, Coach Thompson does just such a, a really good job over there, man. It, it's It's funny to see their amenities compared to some of the other amenities in the SEC that they're not – in all honesty, we went over there for that regional. The ballpark itself really nice, but some of the outside stuff, you know, like the locker room and the coaches' office, that kind of stuff, uh, we got a chance to see. And, you know, you think Power 5, SEC, you know, all these big, gaudy uh, facilities. And, you know, they've made some some uh, decisions to, to build them for, uh, some facilities as well, but they're not on the same level right this second, and they've still gone to two World Series here in the last three or four years. So, yeah, he's done uh, a good job. He, he does. He does a fantastic job. He gets the right type of kids that love to play the game. They love to play it hard. They're talented Aussie. Uh, you know, he's got some big leaguers in there as well. So uh, it'll, be, it'll be a great weekend to get over there. You know, Aussie, again, I, I said it earlier in the show, but uh, really disappointed with the way we performed last year over there. Uh, we had so much more to give and so much more to show for our conference and for our club. And uh, so that disappointment, Aussie, has is, is been in our head and been a little bit of a motivator for us. Uh, so it'll be a great week, man, we, to, to kind of get back on track you know we, we've talked about this vintage tour that we've kind of been on here early in the year where you know jackson state had taken a couple of games last time we played them to go get them sanford had swept us last year and you know to take that series from them so obviously what auburn did to us last year in that game one that regional um you know i don't remember how many runs we gave in that first inning but you know uh, we got to get over there and, and it's time for vintage week again this week to go yeah get a little redemption Matt, back-to-back years you have um uh, weekends against SEC opponents, and I know that's you know for a lot of mid-major schools that's that's tough to do. You know you don't get a lot of those opportunities, uh, to, but you've built such a program here. Your RPI is so strong that those guys are, are willing to play you on the weekend. I mean I know that's that's something that's a, a big kind of hill to climb that it took a while to be able to get to that point. But you went to Arkansas last year, and now you're back. You know you're at Auburn uh, this week this year. Yeah, I love the challenge of guys with you know a great weekend like this. You know uh, you saw the tweet last week. I think, uh, you know, somebody mid-major-wise would beat a power five and, you know, somebody put out on a Twitter that, you know, hey, man, you, well, you realize the power five didn't throw their, you know, the weekend guys right in the midweek game, and somebody responded with yes, but neither did the midweek. <laughs> so, you know, we, we get to see our guys against their yeah. best guys and, uh, you know, uh, again, just a, a weekend series. I mean, this is – if we want to, to win a regional and go to Supers and then try to win a Super to go to Omaha – 
this is an atmosphere, this is a weekend that we're talking about that we have to have success yeah. in. So we want to give our, our guys the uh, uh, best opportunity to have success in that. No better time than now to see it here during the season, regular season, um, you know, to, to be able to put ourselves in that opportunity, in that position to, to have success and then obviously move on and, and, and hopefully have success later in the postseason play as well. So, uh, again, just a, a good club, man. They do a great job and uh, a great week here as we, we've got two more non-conference weekends before – uh, we start up conference play that, you know, we got a chance to really prepare ourselves uh, with, with a good schedule coming up with Auburn, Memphis, and then obviously Southern Miss in the midweek next week as yeah, well. Yeah, you know, you look at you know, you say, hey, we just started, and we did, but, you know, you're going to look up after this weekend, you're going to be over a quarter of the way done with the season. So, you know, these games at the beginning are certainly very important uh, before you get a non-conference whenever you're trying to build your resume and, and, and all that. But, you know, obviously I think for you it's just, hey, let's play better than we did this past weekend. You know, go over there and let's beat Alabama A&M uh, and then show Auburn – you know what what our club looks like when it's when it's healthy yep. and uh, you know yep. kind of at full strength, uh, and you'll have that opportunity over there um, this weekend. Well, yeah, and it gives Supers a chance to ring the bell, man. Hey, man, you know we, our last two outings have been very good. Uh, you haven't got off to a very good start, man. It's time for you to to answer the bell. You know, hey, man, show you what show us what you're made of. Show us why we made you the Friday night guy. Uh, show yourself, you know, uh, and more importantly, that hey, man, you you belong and you're a guy and. Uh, so what a, what a better opportunity could he have against a good Auburn club that's you know swung it well this year to be able to bounce back out there and and a guy like Asphalt right that didn't yeah. have the, the day he wanted to yesterday obviously his disappointment but hey man what of a what of a better situation could you ask for to go do it against one of the best teams in the country you know the top twenty five team in Auburn so yeah, I think they're twins um, yeah week. so we we've got a great uh, obviously uh, opportunity here to continue to build and the momentum of the season. Um, again, the non-conference play, you still figuring a few things out lineup-wise and pitching-wise and what fits in the what little hat, so to speak. Um, but, but there's some mixing and matching going on. But, you know, I think we're, we're getting a, a little closer to what things will look like and, and what is to come uh, for, you know, conference play. Matt, before we say goodbye, we've got a couple of minutes left. I want to ask you kind of, you know, I saw on Twitter last week y'all put some pictures out of some stuff going on at the ballpark. Uh, yeah. So to, to yeah. give our fans a little update on that. I've had a bunch of texts. What, what are we doing? I, yeah. I, I don't know. Let's ask Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we, we're doing a little reconstruction out there, right? Um, no, we're, we're about to – or we're in the process of concrete and everything down that, that right field line. You know, we want to make that our, our main entryway when this is all said and done and the season's over. So, obviously, working on the ticket booth going up. Uh, we're going to try to work an archway in there and some concrete work out in front. And, uh, you know, we want to get this concrete kind of – if that's going to be where we're coming in from, we want it aesthetically pleasing as well. So, uh, yep, we were, we were on the road here for a road trip for 14 days, whatever it is, and – uh, gave the guys an opportunity to get out there, break up some concrete, and lay some new foundation down. That way we've got, you know, we don't have cables running everywhere. We can get some things fixed up, you know, run on the ground and, and get some uh, electrical work done as well. So, uh, yep, that's what we're in the process of doing and, and continue to just improve the pat, man. You know, again, uh, some people, well, why don't you do this in the fall? And why don't you, you know, do this a little bit before baseball season? You know, you didn't plan better. It's like, Sometimes, man, when you get an opportunity, you take advantage of it right then and there, and you don't you don't push it off because that's how things never get done. You know, <laughs> if we waited to the next fall to do some of this stuff that kind of present itself to do it now, then uh, obviously we, 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 you know, maybe it never gets done. Maybe COVID happens again, and the project is pushed another three years. So we're running with it. We're going to go with it, and uh, should all be ready to rock and roll. Brand new concrete slab there for uh, March 14th, I believe. We've got the block party against Southern Miss, our next home game. So uh, those guys are out there working hard to get that ready for us to go. All right, well, there you have it. That's the head baseball coach here, Southeastern Lions, Coach Matt Roser. Lions will be back in action this week. Uh, again, Wednesday, 1 o'clock, first pitch against Alabama A&M. Uh, and then over the weekend, 
6 o'clock Friday night, uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday against the Auburn Tigers over in the Plains in, Alab in Auburn, Alabama. That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us. Once again, our program is always sponsored by Creighton Towns at Home, and we're live at K Street Seafood Station. We do this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock. For Coach Matt Riser, I'm Alan Waddell. We'll see you next time right here on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network.